welcome back. <laughs> it's good to be back. Oh, shout out to Becky. Becky, if you're listening, it's good to be back. And hello, Luna. Oh, can you hear him barking in the background? Yeah, but that's, uh, that's what he's supposed to do. That's his job. This is work from home, everyone. Constant <laughs> dog interruptions in the background of calls. Actually, it's so funny you mentioned that. I was... um. I forget who I was even calling. It was some customer service line and they now have a recording that says um, our employees are working from home. So please excuse, you know, the noises of pets and children in the background. And I thought that was just such an interesting, like who would have thought to have heard that on a, on a customer service call, but uh, such are the ways and times of COVID-19. Am I right? A sign of the times indeed. <laughs> oh my gosh. This month of distance learning has been nuts. I feel like it totally has kicked my butt. How are you doing? You know what? As, since coming back from Thanksgiving break, I'm doing very well. Um, very rarely have I needed uh, a week of time to myself and my family, much like this past Thanksgiving. How about you? Yeah, same sort of thing. I really cherished every day I was not on my computer for eight hours <laughs> I'll say that much um yeah yeah no I'm, I'm looking forward to, to digging in a little bit more but in short I'm feeling good I enjoyed the break but it has been a long month of a long year <laughs> yeah yeah the long month building on a long year and just so much uncertainty I think really that's the for me the only unsettling thing remaining is that I think we had some vibes in early fall that things were getting better, things were getting better, things were getting better. And then you know, suddenly over the past week and a half, two weeks, we're starting to see a pretty sharp rise in cases um, across the country, but especially here in California. I saw a graphic that was, um, that was put out by Governor Newsom um, suggesting that they are projecting right around the end of December that they are going to be beyond capacity um, with uh, with hospital beds, with ICU beds, um, which is, you know, it's it's, it's alarming. You you it's distressing to hear and, and to see statistics and, and sort of bleak projections like that. But I think now that we've had this break and we can kind of refocus our attention on on what matters and and, and keeping people uh, as safe as possible, um, that's that's all we can that's all we can hope for. Yeah, it really is. Definitely, um, like you said, unsettling is a good word. I, I find myself like often at a, a loss for words these days. As someone who's so um, chatty <laughs> as a human myself, uh, it's, it's really, it's been a, a difficult time to like make sense of my feelings and my thoughts um, in the midst of so much changing information and changing circumstances. It's, it's difficult. And I really feel for our scholars who are becoming themselves in a world that with so much uncertainty. Yeah, super true. And um, but I, I think ahead now to where we are uh, at Odyssey and and all the work that we've been doing. And I think that I've come to a place that uh, that I could kind of positively reflect on the work that we've been doing and and, and where we have to go with uh, with distance learning. So. Uh, welcome, by the way, everybody, uh, to the Odyssey of Learning podcast. My name is Hunter. And I'm Courtney. And this is going to be a pretty freeform episode. You know, we don't have uh, too much in the way of structure or things that we 
need to get to, but it's been a while since we put one out and we thought it was just important to celebrate some wins, think about some challenges and, and, and where we go from here. Um, I don't know about you, Courtney, but the first thing that comes to mind when I reflect on the past couple of weeks or so um, of work is I, I think about exhibition. Mm-hmm. And uh, at Odyssey, we just finished our first trimester of work. And as is the case with each trimester, their work culminates in an exhibition, an opportunity for them to showcase the work that they've done, the growth that they have uh, demonstrated, or maybe in the middle of attempting to demonstrate. Uh, but at, at the heart, and we've talked about this on numerous episodes on this podcast, the exhibition is a moment to celebrate. It's, it's a moment to come together and recognize the efforts of each of our scholars and, uh, and to make sure that they, they know that we're giving them credit for that. And, and the first trimester is no exception, although in many respects, the first trimester exhibition is the roughest in the sense that we by no means have a completed portfolio of work for junior year. But instead, what we're really concerned about is what have you done so far and what efforts have you made this trimester to improve um, and to really build upon your understandings uh, and, and show us that growth, show us the evidence. And I, I just I want to get your quick take, Courtney, because I know you were handling Village 2. I was obviously handling Village 1. My impressions were largely positive ones when you think about the fact that this was their seventh overall exhibition they're juniors they know the ropes um i think they they performed admirably and I, i'd be happy to share more about that in just a moment but i wanted to get uh, get your quick take uh, how did everything go in village two yeah similarly i there's a lot to be proud of um you know having an, an exhibition presentation all eyes on you presenting your learning, discussing your shortcomings and deciphering your next steps. It's not easy. And it's especially not easy to do online. And it's extra not easy to do online after a whole trimester of distance learning school in such a difficult year. Um, Our scholars are brave and they're courageous and they're brilliant, you know, to, to continue to persist through so much challenge and show out what they're doing and what they're proud of. And I think, you know, we, we did have a, a great handful of, of really exceptional, thoughtful exhibitions and, and other scholars who maybe didn't perform that well during exhibition, but discuss the reasons why they haven't been performing as well as they want to be. And um, we're really honest and transparent about some of the hardships that they've been facing and have de- designed thoughtful game plans for what's next. And so I think for me, I was more struck by just the humility that they continue to bring to these difficult conversations about self-reflection and self-growth. You know, if I was asked to do that at at age 16, I don't know if I would be so insightful. Yeah, I definitely felt the same uh, thing with our scholars. And, And in line with that, what struck me most was that in the past, if a scholar had not completed their work or they did not have a large body of evidence, it led to this feeling of, I guess, disappointment in self. They didn't really feel worthy of presenting. They didn't feel like they had anything to actually present. And so the presentations as a result would kind of be more 
just you know a lot of self-deprecation, self-pity um, uh, about the lack of progress, about the lack of work. But what stood out to me the most about this round of exhibitions were that scholars that were really struggling to to build that body of evidence early on. And as you pointed out, I think a lot of that has to do with our current learning situation. And, you know, distance learning is certainly not making that any easier. And there are too many stories and backgrounds to count for my scholars that uh, are are facing their own uh, personal challenges with their families uh, during this uh, during this very difficult time. But still stepping up in their exhibition and owning the fact that, hey, you know what? I don't have a ton to present to you here today, but here's where I'm going. Here's where I want to go. And here's what I feel like I need to do in order to make that possible. So seeing the scholars take so much ownership of their work whether there was an abundant uh, portfolio of work to take ownership of or not, they still rolled with it and, and in a very professional way um, made a case for what the rest of their junior year was going to look like. As we've told them, uh, not just in humanities, but across the board, it ain't getting any easier in terms of workload and in terms of expectation. I think that's one of the things that I take a lot of pride of at within Odyssey um, specifically is that we have, we prior to distance learning, we already had this culture of high expectations and really we didn't ease up on that all that much. Even when distance learning began all the way back in March, when we were still wondering if this was going to be semi-permanent or temporary or or what that was going to look like. Um, we still we still held to our values, and even if that meant going the less is more route with the way we delivered content and the way we structured projects, the expectations have never really faltered. And I think that when I see scholars taking ownership of their learning, I think that resonates very well. And that was really my biggest takeaway. I think it was a big win for us as a junior class. Um, when it came to exhibitions and, and reflecting on on the learning. So that was a, a really big uh, positive for me. What other uh, takeaways, what other things can you celebrate about distance learning this past month? Other celebrations of distance learning this past month? Oh, it's such a good question. <laughs> exhibitions a good answer. Um, I mean, of course, with this is not my answer, but I just want to add it on. With exhibitions happening we go into our cross-curricular assessment teams and um, I always find that I learn a lot about what's happening in contexts other than my own when we have those conversations and again like you said about exhibition we've, we've done prior episodes about this but just the act of sitting down together with your colleagues and discussing scholars skills next steps strengths areas of growth um, and, and really collaboratively looking at a whole scholar, who they are as a person, what sort of work that they've done, what their interests and passions are. Um, I, I'm just proud that our school does that, you know, and that we've, we've made time to still do that in light of what's happening in the world around us. Um, because I think it paints a really complex picture of complex individuals 
grades and progress reports so often they just capture such a small snapshot of assessment of a person and this interdisciplinary cross-curricular competency-based assessment model that we have at odyssey is is difficult um but so are people you know we're like so complex and so i think we really are continuing to do justice to the complexities of the human mind and the complexities of being a young person um and like you said, honoring those high expectations while also thinking flexibly about how to support each scholar to reach their full potential. I mean, that's that's honorable work that we're doing there. So that's one. And I said that wasn't my answer. And then I, I rambled on. But OK, so that's one. Um, and then another win of distance learning. For me, I think. Is transitioning out of our our prior interdisciplinary projects and into these essays that we're going to be writing. I just, I feel really proud of the way we framed what we're doing in class and why it matters and how it's meaningful for scholars now and how it will be in the future. Like, I think at Odyssey, we all have been making such a conscious effort to make every single minute that we're on Zoom engaging and meaningful for young people. And, um, you know, as a student now myself, I appreciate that so much when professors and teachers and speakers come on and they aren't just interested in talking at you for an hour or two hours or four hours, because how exhausting is that when you're on Zoom? Um, but more that we've, we've really made an effort, I think, school-wide to uplift collaboration, discussions, shared conversations, group dialogue, um, aha moments, games, laughter. Of course, there's still this deep, meaningful learning that's happening, but it's not just log on, listen, log off. Because um, that's not valuable learning. You know, it's not meaningful for anyone's time. And so I think just in terms of distance learning wins, I'm just proud of how much we hear from our scholars in our classes and how much effort and emphasis we're putting on creating these like engaging lessons. That'll probably be my favorite strength, although I think I just gave like two or three answers, even though you asked for one. Classic Courtney. Um. <laughs> this, is a, this is a rambling episode. Rambling is permitted for sure. Yay. But yeah, I, I think those are my answers. I think those are my answers. And they resonate with me really well. Um, similar to you, what I've been left thinking about as a win for me is the fact that the efforts we put in our first year and a half or so to build relationships on campus with our scholars made the transition to distance learning fairly simple in that when it came time to set new expectations, uh, which we did heavily at the beginning of this academic year, there was, everyone was on the same page. Everyone knew the situation that we were in and understood that in order for this to work, we needed to modify some things. And we had the trust. We had the understanding amongst ourselves already to make that transition fairly simple. Whereas in a more traditional setting, and I'm not calling out you know, other schools in particular, I'm just simply reflecting on what some of my, um, my my teacher friends have shared with me about their experiences with distance learning, how difficult it is for scholars to, to have their cameras turned on, 
how difficult it is for them to engage in conversation and, 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 you know, learning tasks in the moment. And do we encounter those problems? Sure. But I don't think they're nearly as problematic as they would be had it not been for our work at building relationships that we're, we're such strong advocates for here at Odyssey. And, and while that's definitely something that I celebrate, something that I am left thinking, and I really haven't had the opportunity to discuss with any of our freshman team, is what has that looked like at the freshman level? Because the scholars that came into Odyssey this year are doing all of this for the first time, and their first impression of Odyssey has been this distance learning system. And, you know, a lot of them have uh you we, we, we've got our uh, our odyssey slack uh channel for for messaging and and i i love the the channel that we have that's hashtag positive and um and, and I, I love seeing the celebrations and I, I i'm certainly aware of a lot of the positive things that are coming out of the work of our freshman advisors some of them are brand new to odyssey some of them were freshman advisors last year as well but i'd really like to know more about what that process has been like what has it been like to meet a completely new swath of young people and try to build relationships and and understandings amongst one another via zoom and i i i wonder if we'll have the opportunity to talk about that as a staff maybe even a bigger wondering i have is what is that going to look like what like what kind of work are we going to have to do to reintegrate scholars back into a physical learning space, assuming that even when that, if, and when that does happen, um, it's going to look different. It, it, it's going to look probably like a 50% capacity type thing. Um, it's just, there's, there's so much uncertainty, but I rest on the success that we've had with building relationships so far. So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic as we uh, proceed towards an eventual return. And I am optimistic that we will eventually return at some point. But who knows, man? Who knows? Eventually. <laughs> eventually. Yeah, no, I mean, it's difficult to know um, what's going to work and, and what's not. But I, I'm, I'm with you in, in terms of optimism because I know we've got a team of people who really love young people and um, care about this work and see its value and trust the process. And that's really all we can do these days. But yeah, I mean, some, some things that I'm thinking about also in terms of all of these successes we're having with distance learning as we, in this year and start a new trimester, of course, I'm always looking for areas that I can grow as an individual and as an advisor and as a colleague. And I'm wondering if, if you're, you've been doing that sort of reflection too, Hunter, has anything stood out to you as like powerful next steps of what you're thinking of moving forward? Any challenges that you want to learn from and goals you want to set? What's on your mind? It's funny you should mention because something happened in one of my Zoom classes today that led me to that exact reflection. Um, clear my throat. What? <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's like it's like we scripted this, but we didn't script it. Um, no, it's perfect timing. Um, you know, something that I and I'm sure every single educator has been thinking about is how effective they are 
at reaching young people via Zoom as opposed to the work that they're doing in a classroom. And the thing that I love working with juniors and seniors is that they don't they don't really mince words anymore. They they say what they mean and and I have an incredible amount of respect for that. So case in point, example today. Um, it was our first day back in a humanities course since our return from Thanksgiving. And so I didn't want to immediately jump into this essay, which I'm sure we'll talk about on another podcast episode. Um, but instead, I want to kind of just want to like get everyone back on the same page, share some some holiday Thanksgiving stories. Um, but, but more importantly for me and the context of what we're doing in American government, just kind of have a recap on what's been going on in current events. So even over Thanksgiving break, a ton of things happen. Um, a, a lot of announcements as it pertains to um, uh, COVID vaccinations and, and what different companies are attempting to do, what that means for us, what that means for lockdowns, talking a lot about the election and, and the ongoing uh, lawsuits that have been filed by uh, the Trump campaign and, and the latest updates there. There's so many things going on around our country. And so what I decided to do was put them into a breakout room. I, I sent them an email the day before with all of these clickable links. And, and so my instructions were, you know, with the team, dive into one of these articles. And when we come back, uh, we'll just get a temperature check. Um, are, are, do we feel like we're up to speed on what's been going on or do we need to um, do we need to clarify some things? Do we need to build some more context? What, what does that look like? I left them in there for five minutes, brought them back. And I started to ask questions. And one of my scholars, bless their heart, because this is what they're here for, uh, just goes, yes, yeah, Simmons, we didn't talk about anything. And I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean? You didn't talk about anything. Yeah, we just didn't talk about the articles. We were talking about Hamilton, the musical. <laughs> a valid answer to be fair um, i mean yeah if, if, in all honesty i'm i'm perfectly okay with that if 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 that's what it's coming to but there is a time and a place and i couldn't even be mad i i was just kind of laughing and it did force me to reflect on what this whole zoom experience looked like because think about what that would have looked like in a physical classroom space if I was in an area where I had my eyes and ears open and could see and hear everyone at the same time, I would hear if a table was more keen on talking about Hamilton and I would politely walk over and I would politely suggest that as much as the critically acclaimed musical is always a worthy topic of conversation, now might not be the best time. Um, whereas I, the reason why I didn't this time was because I was busy in a different breakout room. I, you know, with Zoom, you can't be in, in, in two places at once where different groups are having conversations. And so it, it, it left me feeling, um, I was amused in the moment, but it did leave me feeling um, just a, a, a little, we use the word uncertain, right? I, I, I bring it up again, just kind of uncertain around the efficacy of Zoom calls. And as much as we're trying to maintain this level of rigor and expectation in our work um what are the scholars missing out on um and and is that redeemable can we can can we uh overcome those challenges and i i don't know i'm, I'm still grappling with that as a professional and what that means for my practice what that means for my scholars 
what that means for the landscape of education in the future. Um, there's still just so many questions and, and I, I kind of fell back a little bit and I, I was regretful that that ended up happening because I felt like that was a missed opportunity for them to dive into uh, some current events, things that are, are, we're really struggling with as a country and, 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 and talking about, but, you know, at the same time, I, as has been the case with a lot of things, distance uh, learning related, I've, I, I haven't gotten, I haven't like over-invested myself um, in, in anything like that, because I think that if I did, I, I would be a lot worse off uh, just with, in terms of mental health. Um, so kind of thinking ahead, I just, I, I keep those things in mind and, and, you know, leave them as concerns to be addressed at, at another time when, uh, when, when we continue to, to think in our professional development about what this is going to look like. And I don't know if you're, if you've had any similar, uh, whether you want to call them regrets or concerns, things as we move forward in this distance learning time. Yeah, I definitely have had moments like that. <laughs> and I usually fall back. I'm like, I'm glad you're talking. You know, at the end of the day, I'd rather have them be talking, even if it's something that's not like what I'm asking them to talk about, because I do think that, you know, one very previously underrated element of school is just the socialization that you get from talking to other people. You know, I think any educator would tell you, yeah, you know, I'd rather them be talking off topic right now than not talking. Um, but in those moments, you, you do find yourself wondering, like, am I doing enough? Um, that's one question that's been echoing through my mind. Am I doing enough? Um, in terms of preparing our young people for a ever-changing world um, with difficult questions that need to be answered and asked and um, skills that, that they need in order to, to confront them. And, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into something that I think will really help them with their like post odyssey life as a student um, in college, which is this research paper that we're diving into. And though I really love our highly interdisciplinary project work uh, that's more free form and very interest driven and, and gives them an opportunity to explore their passions. I think those things are incredibly important and that's why we uplift them and prioritize them and spend a whole trimester on them. I think that understanding the skills of synthesis analysis summary um, and really writing an academic paper is, is equally as important, um, you know, and so doing that in the context of a personal choice, interest-driven, passion-driven research paper will allow them to continue to develop skills that they're going to need when they leave Odyssey um, and kind of take on whatever challenge is next for them. And so I think that my struggle, though not tied up in as cute of an anecdote as your story is, just kind of wondering to myself, like, am I, am I as a teacher offering enough opportunity to learn every day? Because the time we're seeing them is so much shorter. The medium, obviously, as you pointed out, is, is not ideal. And so what more could I be doing as an advisor to really give them opportunities to learn and practice such essential skills? That they need for for life after odyssey and yet i also don't want to like bend over backwards like piling work onto their laps it really is it's all about balance that's another word i keep going back to <laughs> let's put let's like frame, frame the words like uncertainty and balance right i don't want to just like load on this unnecessary work but but i also do want to 
give them the opportunities to grow and, and to learn because though times are uncertain and not ideal, there's still like so much rich learning that can be done. And so I want to just make space for all of all of the complexities of that challenge. Yeah, balance is true. I mean, I, I definitely had to end my class five minutes early today because my uh, my, my scholars could hear my two-year-old screaming, uh, from upstairs and, uh, and I needed to, I needed to help out with that. So I had to balance. I had to, to make some sacrifices, but, uh, I set expectations before I left and, uh, and, and, and we're all good, but to bring, see, it, full circle, to bring yeah. it full circle, Hunter, it's almost like we have to, uh, caveat each of our zoom classes with, all of our employees are working from home, so don't be discouraged if you hear dog barking <laughs> or children crying in the background. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. So good. But, um, you know, I was, I was just going on to say I love episodes like this because this is the kind of conversation you and I would have, you know, if we were on campus just in, in one of our rooms, just catching up and talking about things that have been really working for us, things that haven't been, and and true to form, folks, I promise, this this was not a scripted episode. We don't have an outline like we usually do, but we just wanted to talk and like have an authentic conversation about what's been working and, and what are some things that we're just continuing to strive towards. And it's just, it's such a nice conversation to have coming back from a break and, and grounding our work for the next three weeks before we have yet another break uh, for, for the winter. It is gonna be, uh... A meaningful three weeks, hopefully. Oh, and Luno's back, you guys. <laughs> it's going to be hopefully a meaningful three weeks for us. He knows the episode's over and and thus is uh, is urging you uh, to, to get off the mic. So w with that said, Luno, great timing. Uh, this has been the Odyssey of Learning podcast. I am Hunter. And I'm Courtney and Luno on the mic. <laughs> Take care, guys. <laughs>